Hi, I'm Sean Hessinger, and this is Small Biz in 15, the show where we bring you small business success in 15 minutes or less. Please like and subscribe if you enjoy the show. A recent decision by the Federal Open Market Committee to boost interest rates by 75 basis points could have a huge impact on those seeking small business loans. Chris Hearn, founder and CEO of Fountainhead Commercial Capital, returns to the program to talk about what this could mean for small business lending. So Chris, let, let me start by asking, basically, what has changed with interest rates in the last couple of weeks and, and why? Well, the, the Federal Reserve increased their overnight rates, again, 75 basis points. So it's, it's gone up considerably um, since even six months ago. And the reason that's important is because there's, think of them as sort of the pace centers for all the other indexes that are out there that determine interest rates, whether it's consumer or business or, or otherwise. And so, um, you know, you've got to, everything sort of falls in line with what the Fed does. And um, so we've seen treasury yields go up, for instance, we've seen um, SOFR, which is now the, the new LIBOR uh, interest rate uh, index, which, you know, uh, oftentimes a lot of the business loans that are out there are priced off of that. And obviously the, uh, the Wall Street Journal Prime index is also follows in line it increased just exactly when the Federal Reserve increases. And, and all of this means that uh, borrowing costs are, are rising considerably. How does this um, affect small business lending specifically, since that's your kind of your area? Yeah, well, so most small business lending, at least uh, SBA lending, small business administration lending, is based off of prime. And so prime has gone from three and a quarter to six and a quarter in about six months already this year. So that's 300 basis point movement. 3% has been added to um, the, the borrowing costs of a typical SBA loan. So it's, it's moved up considerably. It's almost doubled, obviously, in that time frame. And while most business owners can probably handle that a little bit, um, particularly because you've also had this ripple effect of uh, with inflation of business owners increasing their prices for their products and services, the issue is going to be, you know, it's a, it's a delicate balance. And the higher interest rates go, uh, the more likelihood there is for defaults or this really causing trouble to the small business owner in terms of being able to meet their monthly debt obligations. So that's where lenders like myself, banks, credit unions, that's where we all start to get a little concerned. Is this something that a typical small business owner will be able to handle, will be able to digest and keep their business still healthy going forward. For business owners that you work with, what would be your chief, and for anybody watching this show, what would be your, your main piece of advice? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing I always say to small business owners, um, and they don't tend to look at this until, um, I don't want to say it's too late, but they, they tend to look at it in the latter stages is, you know, there's a lot of different financing options that are out there for a typical small business owner. Not everybody has a bank loan. Not everybody has an SBA loan. Some people factor the receivables. Some people have merchant cash advances. Uh, some people have hard money loans. But anything that's sort of above conventional pricing, so any of those latter three, ought to be things that a typical small business owner looks at refinancing now. Even though rates are going up, um, you're going to feel it much more so with those higher priced uh, options. So if you can take a look at refinancing your interest rates, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be higher perhaps than some of them, but you also probably will be able to lower your effective borrowing costs and you'll be re-amortizing 
the debt as well, which means that your monthly payment should go down. And that's, and that's something that will really help cash flow, monthly cash flow for a typical small business owner. The other thing I would tell you, Sean, is that um, times like these are when a lot of the conventional lending options sort of go to the sidelines. The banks, the credit unions, they, they, get, they get very um, nervous when the economy is slowing down, which is clearly what the Fed is trying to do here, uh, because in slowing down the economy will reduce inflation. So um, as the economy starts to slow down, traditional lenders get a little nervous. Um, you know, they don't necessarily want to be uh, taking on a bunch of new credits in their portfolio when the economy is souring. And then the other piece is what we talked about a few minutes ago, which is as the borrowing costs increase, the likelihood of defaults rises considerably. And that's a, that's a real factor. And that's where you're going to see um, more and more of these traditional lending sources sort of pass on a transaction or, or just frankly, just decline it and say that, you know, we don't have, um, you know, the ability to approve that loan, which frankly kicks people in our direction to SBA lenders. SBA lending almost always thrives when you have an economic downturn. It's, it, it, partly it's because it's one of the few options that are available to a healthy growing small business owner. How are interest rates, how do interest rates directly relate to small business lending? What, what how does that affect what kind of loan you get, what kind of loan you should be looking for, that sort of thing. Well, it mostly affects it directly in terms of the pricing. So every, every business loan is going to typically be priced on an index, an interest rate index, such as Prime or SOFR or you know, five-year treasury yields or something like that, plus a spread. And that's how you get to the interest rate, the effective interest rate that that borrower is paying. So as you can tell, anytime you're increasing the indices, even if you're not changing the spread over those indices, um, you're going to have higher borrowing costs. It's it's frankly pretty simple. Yeah. Do you expect this uh, the 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 change, the increase in interest rates, to have a major impact on the on the number of small business loans uh, approved or, or or the number that are even uh, applied for? Well, I don't think it's going to. I think I don't think there's a diminishment of demand yet. Um, obviously, there will be if if the Fed continues to march forward on this aggressive of a of a rate piece. Uh, the rate hike pace, uh, but I don't think we're quite there yet. And even in slower economic growth times, you always have demand for for borrowing from from the business community. Frankly, we're we're an economy. You know, the whole globe, frankly, is is built off of credit. So that's not going away anytime soon. But the sources of that credit is what's going to change. So you know, uh, the number of businesses that can get approved for a loan from traditional sources will shrink. Okay, because a lot of those folks I was talking about before, traditional lenders like banks and credit unions, have a tendency to tighten up what they will or won't approve during times like these. And so that's that's also why some of these business owners end up being diverted to SBA lenders like ourselves, um, because we still tend to be pretty aggressive during these times. You know, SBA provides a government guarantee or think of it like insurance on the commercial loans that we make. And so therefore, um, you know, we have a broader credit box of what we can approve or not approve. And, and again, this is, I'm making some generalities here, Sean, because the truth of the matter is uh, some of the most active SBA lenders are banks, okay? And they happen to have an SBA department. The issue comes in that they tend to overlay their internal conventional bank credit policy on top of the SBA's 
credit policy. And therein lies where you have, you hear these, you know, this, these stories about, well, I went to my one bank and they, they turned me down for an SBA loan and they said it was SBA's fault, but then I went down the street and applied at another bank and they approved me. Well, that's because everybody's a little bit different and everybody's looking at the, the risk of these credits a little bit differently. But non-bank SBA lenders such as ourselves, and there's relatively few of us, we tend to operate based on the SBA's intention, the SOP. We're not making traditional, conventional commercial loans, so we don't have anything but our SBA credit policy to, to give us our guidelines on, on what credits to approve or not. So you, you're going to see movement towards SBA lenders um, for sure. I mean, it happens every time. I've, I've been doing this over two decades, and I've I've been through about three of these cycles and every time I see it, SBA lending booms. And it's kind of interesting because of course, SBA has been in the spotlight for the last couple of years with, with all the pandemic efforts. So this is another opportunity that you're going to see, you're going to hear a lot about SBA lending going forward. Maybe we should explain again, when we talk about SBA backed loans, kind of what they are and maybe why they have an advantage. Yeah. So the, the biggest op, the biggest advantage is that it may be one of the few options available to you at a reasonably priced uh, you know, interest rate. Um, you know, you still have those other options that I mentioned earlier, you know, hard money loans and, and MCA, merchant cash advances, factoring receivables, and, you know, business credit cards, all sorts of things that are much higher priced than what you get an SBA loan for. Um, so that's, that's what occurs. I mean, um, SBA lending tends to be uh, for all sorts of uses of proceeds, much broader than I would say uh, ordinary traditional lending. So um, the SBA's marquee program is the SBA 7A. And under that program, you can do just about any uh, business loan purpose, meaning you can buy another business. So business acquisitions are often financed with an SBA 7A loan up to $5 million. You can do the business debt consolidation that I was talking about earlier. You can get working capital. You can buy out a partner. You can get equipment financing, commercial real estate financing, if it's owner-occupied or owner-operated for the business. Uh, just a variety of different things. Franchise financing, leasehold improvements, all sorts of things. The second biggest SBA loan is what's called a 504. And that program is a bit more limited in that it's only available for commercial real estate and for heavy equipment. So... You know, but again, back to the point I made earlier, you know, there's always demand for commercial credit and it's a function of where do you go to fulfill that demand? And I've seen this movie far too many times. It, oftentimes, some of these folks, um, they come to SBA lenders and, and it's, it's kind of ironic because, you know, 20 plus years ago, SBA was, I used to joke, was sort of a four letter word, but it's, it's not in times like this, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, are very eager to look at SBA options because sometimes we're one of the few left standing and still competitively priced. And that's, and that's the other piece is the terms oftentimes are much more advantageous to business owners than ordinary conventional commercial loans, even in, in good economic times. And what I mean by that is a lot of those use of proceeds that I was talking about for 7A, for instance, those are oftentimes financed on a fully amortizing 10-year term. If you went to your bank branch um, you might be able to do a business acquisition loan. It's unusual that they would finance it, but they might give you a three-year term or a five-year term. Uh, SBA lenders such as ourselves will typically ask for 10% of a down payment. You go to a traditional bank who's looking at that, they might ask for 30 or 40% down payment. So it makes a huge difference if a business owner is concerned 
about preserving their precious capital, which they should be as the economy slows. So those are some of the advantages that you oftentimes see with, with SBA loans. So Chris, what are the, some of the top reasons that, that, that people gravitate towards SBA-backed loans? Well, the first one is, as we talked about before, in, in tough economic times, they tend to be one of the last options standing. But the biggest reasons, even in good economic times, that people tend to get seek out SBA loans is you always have a much lower down payment uh, when you're doing one of these business loans. Oftentimes, it's half, maybe even a third of what an ordinary conventional lender would want. You oftentimes have a much longer repayment term. Okay. And that's really important from a monthly cash flow standpoint. So instead of having a three or five year term with an ordinary bank, you might have a 10 year term with an SBA loan. Or if you're buying real estate, instead of having like a 15 or maybe even a 20 year amortization, you'll have a 25 year amortization with an SBA loan. So it makes a big difference because the longer the repayment term, obviously the lower the monthly payment, which means the more positive your cash flow. And that's a makes a big difference for a growing small business. The other piece that doesn't get talked about very often is frequently there's not prepayments, penalties on SBA loans. And most importantly is, especially in a, in, a, in a difficult economic time that I think we're entering into, there's no loan covenants with SBA loans. And, and the reason that's important is, you know, small business owners are going to start to feel that pinch where their banks are nervous about the financial health of their portfolio. And oftentimes a small business owner will get that, you know, that tap on the shoulder or that email that says, hey, you know, we no longer like your NEICS code, your industry. And uh, it probably has nothing to do with that small business owner's company. It just means maybe they got, the bank got stung somewhere else in their portfolio. But nevertheless, now they're nervous. And now they're giving you notice that you've got 60 days to get off the portfolio. And that becomes a problem. And, the, and those things are oftentimes triggered by these loan covenants where it could be debt to worth ratios. It could be debt service coverage ratios. It could be uh, you know minimum FICO scores, all sorts of different things that will oftentimes trigger a default, a non-monetary default on a loan. Um, and it's it's a problem. And people don't usually listen to me about this, Sean, during during good economic times. But uh, but boy, do they wail when it's when it's more difficult because they realize this is something they need to consider. And, and SBA loans are just uh, much more flexible in this regard. And that's it for another edition of Small Biz in Fifteen. Thanks again to Chris Hearn, and please like and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And please leave a comment and let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future programs. For more small business news and tips, join us at smallbiztrends.com.